All these efforts basically could be classified as concentrated, coordinated efforts to undermine the credibility of the Western vaccines. And of course, playing with countries like Czech Republic, Slovakia, uh, Hungary, who are um, flirting with, with uh, Sputnik even without the necessary um, authorization for use on EU territory. So Slovakia traditionally is a country where a large part of population is pro-Russian, has sympathies towards Russia, is watching and observing and following Russian media. We just heard from Peter Stano, who follows disinformation and is a spokesperson for the EU's diplomatic service. Welcome to the inoculation. In our last episode, listen to it if you haven't yet, we found out how Russia is using half-truths and exaggerations about Western-made vaccines, such as AstraZeneca and Pfizer, to try to boost its own Sputnik V COVID-19 vaccine. And one thing I found really interesting was that Russia's vaccine disinformation drive seems to have backfired. Daiva, do you remember what Russian journalist Olga Dobrovidova told us? Let me look for the file. Here it is. On the other side, on the Russian government's side, I think their attempts at criticizing and uh, downplaying the importance of the Western, so-called Western vaccines, such as Pfizer and Moderna, their criticism against those vaccines had uh, an unintended effect of indeed suppressing uh, the trust in vaccination in general. Oh, right. And that reminds me of what Seb Cubbon told me for our last episode. Wait, who is Seb Cubbon? He was the analyst I talked to who works for First Draft News. He does a lot of research on disinformation. But what I think is interesting from an audience perspective is that there might be unintended consequences to that, because whilst we, you know, systematically analyze their headlines and the content, and we always find that they, they specifically mention international organizations like the WHO and then people like Bill Gates and then Western governments, the overall message as well contained within these, these articles and these social media posts are ultimately against vaccines. Media networks in Europe linked to the Russian government are multilingual and adapted to local contexts. They promote the Sputnik vaccine at the expense of the four vaccines the European Union is buying together. Last time, Miriam Matthews, senior behavior and social scientist at RAND, told us that these messages appeal to political powers on the fringes. It appears more of an effort to get fringe ideas that could some of them might appeal to the right, some of them might appeal to the left and get those out um, and disseminated to larger audiences. But what happens when messages of distrust in EU approved vaccines and institutions that deliver them come from ruling politicians in Europe? For this, we zoom in on Slovakia. Why are we looking at Slovakia? It's just started inoculating its population with Sputnik earlier in June, the second country in the EU to do so after Hungary. But unlike Hungary, Slovakia was also grappling with high levels of vaccine hesitancy before the pandemic. We are the inoculation, and on this show, we explore how vaccination went from being a matter of science to being a question of belief. My name is Eva von Schaper, and I'm hosting this podcast together with my colleague, Daiva Repchkaite. Oh, Daiva, I think we have a problem. I don't speak Slovak at all. Do you? 
I'm afraid Slovak is not among the unusual languages I've picked up. So I think we need some help. Okay, let's just call our collaborator in Bratislava. So my name is Luka Žondarčanin. Great, can you tell our listeners what you do? I work as a foreign news journalist at Slovak Daily News as a To find out how people feel on the ground, Lukas talked to 56-year-old Marian, who lives in Bratislava, the capital of Slovakia. Marian was vaccinated with the Sputnik vaccine. He told Lukas that Central and Eastern Europe trusted Soviet science throughout the Cold War and the Russians can be trusted with making vaccines. So, Lucas, do a lot of people think like Marian? Uh, we are, according to many polls, uh, quite pro-Russian or maybe the most pro-Russian country from the region. Uh, and uh, the former Prime Minister Igor Matovich suggested that there are around 300,000 people who are waiting for Sputnik to get vaccinated. But uh, it seems there are no more, maybe five or 6,000 people who applied this week when we started with the vaccination. So the numbers are completely different. And uh, usually people who didn't want to get vaccinated, uh, they said that they did they trust Putnik, so in general, it doesn't really effect, have any effect on the vaccination campaign. Oh, that's very interesting, Lucas. Did you also go to sites where people are getting the Western vaccines? I talk with some people at the National Stadium where there's a vaccination site. Uh, I talk with the security guards. Usually it works very well in the vaccination center. It's very well organized. You wait in a line. You get uh, the time by your like mobile phone a couple of days in advance. And uh, you have a small interview with a doctor. I talk also with one of the doctors there. Um, they're asking the patient if they had some troubles with uh, former vaccinations, if they have some uh, serious health issues. Then there's a shot and then they wait for maybe 15 minutes in like waiting area where there is a somebody to t- explain what can they expect with the side effects. So it's very well organized. It's working like the clock. What I think is surprising is that Slovakia was seen as a success story on websites like Foreign Policy or The Atlantic just last spring. The Central European country dealt with the first wave of the pandemic very effectively by enforcing masks and lockdowns. And so residents were able to enjoy a largely unrestricted summer. But by March of this year, hospitals were overstretched and about 100 people were dying every day. Uh, on the other hand, we had something which other European countries didn't have, and that is uh, this mass testing. Uh, we tested like three million people in a, oh, one weekend uh, in uh, in the autumn. So everybody, if you wanted to go to the shop or to work, you had to go get tested every week. And people got kind of fed up with that, and they blamed government for too long lockdowns and. The project maybe was meant well, but in the end, the results were not so great. After testing, hope came in the shape of vaccination. But early in winter, it became clear that suppliers of the vaccines currently approved by EU authorities 
will be much slower than planned. The former Prime Minister of Slovakia decided to try out another unusual solution. Daiva, this was not so long ago. Why is he former? Let's hear about it from Lukas. Yes, it actually started uh, at time around like half of February when a European Commission announced that uh, there will be not enough vaccines delivered on time. And uh, Igor Matovic, who is kind of very populist uh, politician, uh, he said like we have to find some other ways if we will not have these Western vaccines. And he tried to make a deal with Russia. Nakúpiť aj ruskú vakcínu, spolahlivú vakcínu a umožniť ľuďom, ktorí sa na Slovensku s ňou očkovať. He actually came with a plan that we get 2 million vaccines uh, in um, until June, which was quite surprising because uh, Russia didn't have capacity to produce it uh, at that time. Uh, probably now yes, but uh, Uh, he made a deal, but the rest of the government, the coalition parties, refused the deal. They kind of blocked it and they said we shouldn't buy unregistered vaccines. Uh, and Igor Matovich like, blamed everybody else that uh, they are you know, trying to kill people or that they are like idiots uh, and uh, they, they don't want to save a Slovak population. And he went to Russia without telling everybody anybody. So... Uh, He just came one day with big surprise. The plane arrived from Moscow in Košice airport, which is on the east of the country. And he, together with the health minister, celebrated and welcomed the Sputnik vaccines uh, as a big like gift. Or they actually didn't really welcome any other vaccines before, but this was this was like big um, welcoming. Uh, he kind of you know was used uh, or he helped this uh, maybe Russian propaganda because uh, Russian media were talking about it a lot that uh, Slovakia is the second country after Hungary which will use Sputnik vaccines. Yes, I remember uh, Hungary approved the vaccine in January and in February it was already using it. So this was the argument for the Prime Minister of Slovakia to uh, copy the strategy. Oh, this sounds like he was kind of going it on his own. How did people react? In the end, it was still in the beginning of the process because nobody said that we can use it uh, from the day one. It had to be approved. So the whole process just started at that time. And the foreign minister was very critical because he didn't know about that. Uh, even the Slovak ambassador in uh, Moscow, he didn't know about that. And uh, Ivan Korczak, who is foreign minister, he even said that uh, Matovic or Sputnik is kind of used as a tool in hybrid war. The whole government uh, got in a chaos because of this delivery and uh, maybe in uh, three, four weeks it collapsed because of this deal. Yeah, and it turns out that even the prime minister's coalition partners were dismayed. Nobody asked them about buying vaccines not approved by the EU. But the move won praises in the far-right opposition. And far-right movements so far had been vaccine skeptics. Oh, isn't this what Miriam told us in the beginning of the show? Sounds like it. But this time it went beyond the fringe. Uh, according to some polls, it's around 30% who don't want to get vaccinated. And they are mostly um, influenced by disinformation by far-right parties, which are messenger of this disinformation in Slovakia. Websites that promote conspiracies in Slovakia 
are mostly pro-Russian. So when Slovakia made the contract to buy the Russian vaccine Sputnik, it was a challenge to these conspiracies that claim that COVID can be cured and that no vaccines are needed. Yeah, there was a lot of back and forth in these networks. Slovakia is a country in which there are a lot of conspiracy theories. It's ranked third in a conspiracy ranking among 10 countries, according to Globsec, a think tank based in Bratislava. On average, a bit less than one in three Slovaks believes in a conspiracy statement about the virus. So we asked Lukas to talk to a Globsec researcher. Her name is Miroslava Saviris. You know, at the beginning, yeah, we, we could see like the big, you know, anti-vaccination movement, demonizing vaccination even before any vaccines were available. But once um, Chinese and Russian vaccines have been developed, suddenly it wasn't all vaccination is bad. Suddenly just Western vaccinations were bad, you know. So uh, whilst um, the Sputnik vaccine has been promoted as, you know, the the only solution, the best vaccine, uh, you know, vaccine which is supposedly not linked to these big pharma interests, um, and the fact that this vaccine is not approved by um, by a European Medicines Agency was downplayed. Or even now that, you know, application has been submitted, but data was not submitted in its uh, full spectrum that is required, now it's, you know, being interpreted as in. The European Medicines Agency doesn't want to approve. So from what I understand, the main message was that the EU is too slow in approving vaccines and Western contractors are too slow in delivery so that the government is working hard to bring additional vaccines to residents. And along the way, the prime minister promoted Sputnik and created photo opportunities for Russia's propaganda. Even uh, Matovic, when he was prime minister and when he ordered Sputnik on the first press conference, he said that AstraZeneca is, you know, we, we all know what kind of vaccine is AstraZeneca. Uh, and that was first day when they started vaccinating all teachers. So many people, there were thousands of people who canceled their appointments after this press conference. So you could see uh, that the words of politicians really have big influence over how people are behaving, especially in the crisis. So did he convince the population to, to shun the AstraZeneca vaccine but queue for Sputnik? Not quite. According to surveys, Sputnik is more popular than AstraZeneca. But experts say that the derogatory messages spilled over to all vaccines. So for that reason, it doesn't matter if you're spreading contradictory narratives every five days. Because the end is the the end result is that people are confused and don't know what to think anymore, and they lose trust in the process. You know, all of these narratives in the end um, cause the one thing that we do not want uh, people to think, which is that you know vaccination is bad or it's dangerous, and and this is the end result. I also talked to Tomasz Salaj, he is a head of vaccination team in uh, Bratislava region. And they set up the biggest vaccination site in Slovakia, inside the National Football uh, Stadium. And uh, he is also like health expert for the this county or the district. 
he talked about uh, maybe the lack of campaign from the state uh, and uh, disinformation that are affecting people and that people are not very, like informed uh, by the vaccination. They are asking very basic questions when they come to the vaccination sites. I had a, had a very good interview with a lady who helped us as a volunteer in the observation room. During these 15 minutes, the people have time to think. And now all the fears are concentrated in these 15 minutes in their head. They are afraid and they need to talk to someone. And they talked to this lady, she gave me the information, and they asked her a lot of questions, like basic questions. Everybody thinks that, okay, everybody knows the answer to the question. No, these people were afraid to ask those questions. And at that point, I found out that, okay, the communication campaign is a fail because the people have to ask those questions to a lady in observation. According to one of the polls so by Globsec, uh, Slovaks feel that uh, this government uh, didn't do enough in the pandemic and 75% of them are saying they did a bad job during the pandemic. And the main reason is maybe not they, that they really did a very bad job, but the communication. It was very chaotic from the beginning. The former prime minister, now Matovic, he had to step down, but uh, he communicated a lot of things through Facebook. Uh, he um, refused to answer questions on press conferences, or when he did, it was very kind of like attacking everybody who is against him. So, Lucas, do we know where vaccination in Slovakia is going from here? Well, when we see the vaccination trends, uh, actually what what was surprising also from March, because these polls are from March, is that around 61% of people in Slovakia are willing to get vaccinated. But uh, I think now the number is getting lower because of what happened with AstraZeneca. So I think we can get uh, to around 50% and there is a big group of people who are not decided yet. So they maybe like the motivation because uh, they probably expected they would get you know more advantages as uh, when you are vaccinated. But uh, you can travel actually only to European Union without any problems. The other thing is that the situation is improving. Uh, everything is opened now. The restaurants are opened. Uh, the weather is great. Uh, we have very small number of people at hospitals. So after a very long period, because lockdown in Slovakia was maybe for four months, which is quite a long time, we see a lot of improvement and uh, people don't really connect it with vaccination because the improving situation appeared maybe a couple of weeks before we got over 20% of vaccinated people. But there are some regions where the number is under 20% because people, they just don't trust vaccines, especially on the east of the country. And you could actually see there are polls or some studies that uh, they are the same regions where far-right parties are popular. To sum up the story, the single-handed move by the Hungarian government to buy vaccines from Russia had a domino effect. It influenced Slovakia, where not even the entire cabinet of ministers was on board. In turn, as we know from other reporting, the Slovak developments inspired the Czech president, who tried to conclude secretive deals 
and even his own government did not agree. Oh, David, that sounds complicated, but actually it's exactly what Peter Steno told us in the beginning, isn't it? Exactly. This was an excellent example of how Russian disinformation and propaganda work in the region. We want to bring you more stories like this, so to make sure you'll never miss an episode, go to our website and subscribe to our newsletter. You can find our podcast on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our reporting is supported by journalismfund.eu, Media Lab Bayern, and Töpferstiftung. We'll be back in two weeks, and we hope you'll join us.